Welcome to Maximum Mom with Elise Bowie, where you'll hear from women who are navigating the same messy journey as you. Lawyering, entrepreneurship, and mothering. What a trifecta. We're here to share tips, resources, wins, losses, and encouragement for moms who are raising a family while building a law firm. So you feel less alone in your journey toward a fulfilling career and being the best mom you can be. Welcome to the Maximum Mom Podcast. Today, I have such a fun guest. We don't always have to have such a fun guest. Today, it's Melanie Lippman. Melanie, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I really appreciate it. Melanie is an image consultant and a personal branding expert who helps high-powered women in male-dominated fields use style to communicate confidence build connections, and achieve next-level visibility. Melanie, I love that. (laughs) I love that. I mean, just before we got on, you mentioned Mm -hmm. the stat. I mean, who are most of your clients? I would say about 90% of them are probably female attorneys, if not 90, 85. All of my clients work in male-dominated fields, have leadership positions. So if they are not an attorney, they are a CEO, a surgeon, work in insurance, work in financial services. It's all women that kind of at some point probably had to fit into a mold to get into their job, maybe cut parts of themselves off so no one realized that they were a female to be successful. But then they get to a point in their career where they're like, I don't want to wear beige anymore. I want to take the black blazer off. When can I be me? I've done mo. I don't need have anything to prove. I'm done proving. I'm ready to just me and start enjoying it. And they feel like they're closer to the missing link. Oh, it's so true. Oh my gosh. We have so much to delve into. First, I always like to start, and I don't know the answer to this. Tell us, are you a mom? Do you have kids at home? What does your family look like? You know, being the Maximum Mom podcast, we always like to get that out first. Sure. I have a nine-year-old son and a 54-year-old husband that sometimes feels like <laughs> another son. But yes, definitely a mom. And definitely that is a major part of how my business came to be the way that it is. Right. Well, when you talked about before about women kind of in those roles in male-dominated fields, and they really do play a role often. I mean, I know for myself, Obviously, I'm older, I'm in my 50s, so came into the law years ago in a very male-dominated office. I mean, there was one other female attorney in the office at the time. And I mean, you know, the navy blue suit was about the extent of what was acceptable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's interesting because some of my clients will sometimes like forward me the things that they received in law school. And I will always say law school is not really good for your confidence, for your image, for you coloring outside of the lines. Like it, some of my clients will say, I enjoyed getting dressed before law school. Like it was fun. It was exciting. It was curious. Nope, lost go I mean, I'm right out of it. <laughs> it's so true, though. It is absolutely so true. I was such a, a color person. Like, I love colors. I love reds, pinks, like, you know, periwinkle, greens. And I would go to those interviews in law school, like for internships and externships, you know, in my red suit or my periwinkle suit. And the career counselor used to be like, at least you really need to wear navy. And I'm like, I don't own navy. Like, I am not about to buy a navy suit. Like, that's not happening. I don't know if this really, this job is really for me. (laughs) 
I just, I was so just not the Navy suit girl. I mean, in Navy pumps, no, like that wasn't happening either. So yeah, it was all, all bad. I felt like I butted heads with a career counselor lady the whole time I was in law school. Oh my God. I'm sure. I mean, I've heard from clients. I was sent home. I needed to remove my nail polish. And that's the thing is like, you're laughing about it. And I could tell like, you're such, you have such a vibrance to you and you have such a strong sense of self. But to someone who is like a little bit imposter syndrome, not sure if I belong, perfectionist tendencies, someone will say something about their clothes. I've had clients that I'll be like, hey, do you want to try red? Hey, let's try a print. And they'll automatically get taken back 20 years ago to when a judge sent something to them oh, or yeah. when someone made a comp, gave them like a backhanded compliment. And they're like, I don't wear that because it's we a lot of the way that when we get dressed, it's, it's shaped by other people's opinions and thoughts about ourselves. But unfortunately, if we don't have the strong sense of self and strong sense of knowing of what makes you feel confident, you're constantly living in the shoulds and thinking that you're not doing it right. So it's like smaller, let's get smaller, let's get a little smaller, hopefully, you know, until you're not you. It is, I cannot tell you how much I agree with this. Like, it is so true. And when we are losing ourselves, I mean, we're losing everything Mm -hmm. in that process. I mean, it's interesting. I actually did a talk at the Maximum Law Conference. I guess it was this past summer. I can't even remember when it was. But I mean, part of my talk was about about your attire. And I showed up in the talk with that. My top half was black, you know, kind of big covering up. And then I I wear these pants that are just so vibrant and colorful and a million different colors. And I love them. But I mean, they're not normal for a lawyer to wear, you know, and we are so taught to hide ourselves. And I do think we lose our authenticity mm-hmm. in that hiding Mm -hmm. especially when your job also as attorneys is to be advocates for your clients. And also I feel like it's so much more welcoming in the law now to be a person, (laughs) not saying that you never were, but to show yourself and, and who you are and be dynamic. And especially when it comes to business development, especially when it comes to creating these relationships with people is that you need to be yourself and you need to really feel confident and you, you know, when you're showing up in a black blazer and you're like acting like all it's, it's just, there's a disconnect and a misalignment. So it's really about being able to feel good in yourself. And the only way to feel good is to know that it's yours. This is the thing. Everyone tries a subscription box. Everyone tries a personal shopper. Oh, I went to Nordstrom's. Oh, I went to Bloomingdale's. I spent a lot of money and I don't like any of it. And it's because they gave you, oh, you're an attorney. Oh, here's my navy blazer. Here's your blush top. Here's your palms. Bye. As opposed to really helping pull out of you who you are. Like you've done your time. Go have fun with this. Go be more you. But you need to do it otherwise you're not doing it. Exactly. Well, and the thing that I find so powerful in dressing is, I mean, like when I'm wearing my, you know, my hot mess pants, like I like to lovingly call them. I mean, they are the real me. You know, they are all the things. They're the mom of, you know, a blended family of six. That's really chaotic. You know, they are somebody who juggles running a law firm that can be very chaotic. You know, like it is a loud, bold, fun, not necessarily, you know, it doesn't come together necessarily automatically when you look at it, you know, but it can be tied together in this way 
but I mean, it's very authentic to what I feel like many days, you know, just like juggling the stuff. And when I'm in one of those black blazers or navy blue things, which I have to tell you, I still don't own any navy blue, but it doesn't even feel like me. Like, I feel like I have to be this totally put together person that it's just not my reality at all. And this, you bring, I have something interesting that's coming to mind in a lot of the clients that I work with. One of their biggest challenges isn't the suit or isn't necessarily how to show up at court or in a formal situation. It's how to feel like them at a kid's birthday party, how to feel put together because the idea, your wardrobe is held to such a high standard during the week. And there's so many expectations, right? Like you kind of know, know how to play the game. If I wear a black blazer, if I wear Navy, if I wear gray, if I do a blazer business, like whatever that means, you have your own, I understand what the assignment is here, but when you get to be you and when you get to, it's like, well, I feel like a frumpy mess. And it's because like, it feels like it's such a huge distance between who you are on Monday through Friday to who you are on Saturday and Sunday, especially now when our days are so weird is that you maybe you're not going to the office on Wednesday. So it feels like you're all over the place. And that's why you need to understand how your clothes are an extension of you and how to feel put together in every situation. So you can easily feel good in a suit or feel good when you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt or fun pants or whatever, but it just needs to be you as opposed to you trying to be someone you're not. How do you find that you're able to pull this out of people? Like when you're working with somebody, I mean, you know, really tactically, what are we talking about? How are you helping them kind of pull out their authentic self through this process? So I used to be like your quote unquote regular stylist. So when I first started, I did all the things, you know, that everyone else that you would find on Instagram or Facebook, you know, we do shop your closet. So we're going to go in your closet and we're going to edit it. And then we're going to fill in the gaps and create outfits for you. And I did that for a really long time. But luckily that my first client was a partner in a law firm in New York city. And then I kept getting law, you know, um, attorneys or CEOs or these high achieving women. I keep, they always work with me. And I would, they would always come back two months later, three months later, text me when they had to go to a wedding. What should I wear? And I'm like, why do you keep asking me what to wear? You're smart women. Like, what's this? It's like, you're almost asking me for permission. Like, am I allowed to wear this? And so what I realized through this whole process and then going through my own coaching and personal development myself that we need to learn to trust ourselves in order to dress well. And it's like anything else when it comes to, you can't use someone else's content. You can't, you know, you can't use someone else's speech. It needs to feel within you. So what I'm very, very good at is helping women figure out what makes them feel confident and then break it down into tangible things. So we all think that getting dressed in personal style is like a fairy tale. Like, especially for anyone who's like analytical, it's like, I'm really good at numbers. Like give me one of my clients, like proof, proofreads all of um, my presentations because she enjoys red lighting things. Like that is not my forte whatsoever. So what I do is I teach them how to take this formula and this blueprint and make it their own. Because you all want rules, right? You all, this is the reason why you're an attorney. You like the laws. You like the black and whiteness of it. But you need to be able to know what your own rules are. So you stop looking around and saying, well, what she's doing, what she's doing. And taking someone else's form of confidence and trying to make it your own. So it's really about, you know, unleashing what your confidence, 
breaking it down into tangible things, which I say is how we should have all been taught to, to get dressed when we were 12 years old. So it's learning what colors look good on you, learning what styles look good on you, learning how to shop, where to shop. So you get your own personalized blueprint and then you get a formula to feel polished. So it's literally like when I do these three things, I feel complete. So it's not like I put all this clothes on, I take it off. I put it on it. You know how to twink it. Like as opposed to pile. Oh, this would look better if I tuck my shirt in. Oh, I'm going to change my shoe. Like just knowing what are the one or two things to focus on as opposed to starting each day and then being like, I don't even know what I'm doing today. And then leaving your house feeling exhausted before the day even started. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we've all had that experience in our closet. We're put on like six different things. We end up with something we don't even like at the end and we go out and that mood impacts the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. And I tell my clients all the time, you are either intentionally or unintentionally taking yourself out of situations. So either you're like walking into, let's say a networking event and you're like, I kind of hate what I have on. I'm going to talk to people. I only know because I'm not going and introducing myself to someone new because I don't feel so great in what I'm wearing. So that's like you're intentionally taking yourself out of situation. The other side, especially is, you know, this is that there's lots of side conversation. There's lots of nuance. There's lots of things being mentioned. And if your head is not 100% in the conversation and you're busy futzing your skirt, you're missing out on stuff. You're not playing full out. So it's, or someone will say in passing, hey, there's this lunch tomorrow. Do you want to go? And in your head, you're like, it's really hard for me to get dressed today. I already wore this. I can't wear this again. And you're already basically saying no without saying no. So it's you just want your wardrobe to support you. You want it to be easy. So you could be 100% focused on what your job is, being a great mom, doing all the things and not letting the clothes be like, the, oh, this is so hard. I don't want to go and do the thing. I mean, yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Just today, there was a post in that Mother's Esquire group about somebody saying, they just kind of felt, I think frumpy was the word she used, that she felt like she had maybe gained weight over the last few years, nothing she could wear, felt right. And it was interesting to see a lot of the comments and you were named in several of the comments, which I was like, check that out. I'm interviewing her today. <laughs> so It was pretty funny. But um, I mean, what do you say to that person who is having that kind of just overall where nothing they are putting on really is working. Mm -hmm. Well, clothes are an extension of our identity. So we all think that like clothes, like we all have our version of what clothes is. Some people think it's vain. Some people think it's frivolous. Some people love shopping, hate shopping, all of the things. But once we wear is what the clothes are doing to us and we realize that it's actually how we're seeing ourselves in the world and how we are telling people to perceive us, and once we realize it's that and that it's a deeper meaning, you could actually stop, take a pause and say, are my clothes hurting me or are they helping me? Because a lot of things that are going on in our closet, they're held on to by scarcity, especially attorneys. Everyone likes to be prepared. So like I'll have conversations with the clients and they have like their 10 law school T-shirts. I'm like, you graduated from law school like 30 years ago. What? <laughs> things still doing in there or like the associate blazer from like Ann Taylor. Like I still have it. And well, if your clothes, forget about fit, like let's put them aside for a moment as far as fitting your body. But if they don't fit you mentally, if you've outgrown them, you up level. Like if you are a partner in a firm, do not be wearing the associate So You need to mentally shift into that person. So it's really when someone realizes, huh, this is more than just clothes 
hmm, I need to sit here and I need to figure out how I'm showing up. And what I do immediately with clients is, okay, let's, let's talk about your next level goals. Let's talk about where you're working in five years because it very quickly lets the scarcity go. So if like you're saying, you know, and in the next three years, I want to do a TED talk because I need to change the conversation about X, Y, and Z. And then I will quickly say, well, what's the person wearing the TED talk wearing? Like, well, nothing in my closet. Like it varies like, okay, well, let's start thinking about how she shows up. Because there's this, we're so stuck in the now and the past, but when you could be like, okay, what's possible? What is this holding me back from? And what are the three things I could do to move forward today? Like those renovation shows and the ambush makeovers, they make it seem like you need to go light a match to your closet. And it makes it seem like it's so hard. You only need one outfit to go to the thing tomorrow. And maybe you need three to go to the conference. Like, Stop making it like you need to do all of this work. How do you feel good today? How do you feel good tomorrow? Focus on that. And it's the baby steps and that feeling of confidence that will make you want to do more of the work. Right. I love that. I mean, I think it is, it's amazing to me how much our clothes and our confidence are tied. I mean, Mm -hmm. to how we are showing up in all the ways. I mean, when we're showing up even at the birthday party or at the whatever. And it all matters because like it or not, we all are on all the time. Like when you are an attorney, maybe a solo attorney, or you run a small law firm, I mean, you're marketing all the time, like all the people you're meeting everywhere. I mean, I have a family law firm and I have joked, but it is not a joke that every single human I meet could be a potential referral source. I mean, people- I have clients that are like, I need to be, when someone points to me on the soccer field, like you need to go talk to her about your estate plan, that I don't want to look like Hot Mess Express. Like, but think about that. You you want people to be pointing at you and saying you need to go talk to her. And you want to be able, when the person comes up to you and introduces yourself, you're being like, I apologize that I have stains on my clothes. We, we as women, we, we downplay. Like I work with at least some of the smartest, most intelligent, most like highest achieving the things that these women have accomplished personally and professionally, like climbs mountains that I would never even like think of. And then they're like, but I'm going to a conference next week and I just panic. And it's like all of a sudden, like you're an eight year old girl all over again. Yeah. And so shrunk. I mean, that. <laughs> And it's fascinating to see. I mean, I love going to conferences and actually noticing this because there are people who get up and speak at conferences and their confidence is palpable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can feel it the minute they walk on the stage, you know, and you can see it in who they are and being. I mean, and there are some people that are just so put together that, I mean, everything about them is put together. And then you see other people where you can just feel their almost shame about things. And and when you think about the simplicity of coming into your own self and really, you know, talking with somebody like you and thinking about what does your future look like and how do you show up for that future? I mean, what does something like this, because I know there are a lot of law firm owners, especially people who listen to this 
podcasts. I mean, they have young children. They might be new, you know, lawyers, new law firm owners. And I mean, you know, they're struggling with hiring people, making payroll. I mean, is this some like out of the realm thing financially where people can't reach it? Well, can you just tell us a little bit about what that would look like? And yeah, so a number of the women that that I work with that have gone through my program do it as something that they do as they're starting their law firm or when they're starting out. And one of the things that they love about it is because it also goes hand in hand with all the things you need to be thinking about <laughs> when you're growing your practice. So because I use clothes as an extension of your personal brand. So we're going to talk about colors and your color palette. But guess what? This gets to be your branding colors. We're going to talk about all the things that you need to show up for. We're going to talk about that photo shoot that you're going to not that you want to put off for. We're going to talk about what you're going to wear when you're doing your masterclass or your webinar or your video live stream, whatever, and how you show up so you can show up all of these things. So what I do with my clients is we decide in advance as opposed to like literally like putting all of these things together with band-aids, band-aids, band-aids. We're like, nope, okay, this is what you have to do. So it's the greatest thing that it doesn't only become a wardrobe tool. It just becomes a, this is how I'm showing up. This is my messaging. I get to decide who I am, how I get with clients. So it's really, it's powerful in that aspect as well. But what I, what I've created is this five-week group program that, a lot of the women that are in the program are attorneys. Again, if they're not attorneys, they're attorney adjacent, CMO, or, or, you know, some of them are general counsel or some of them, like they're all, it's so interesting. Like I always tell attorneys, like you all think you're a special unicorn, you're not. <laughs> but you don't understand. I'm like, yes, I, I know how to dress for court. I can help you with that. But you also need to know how to dress for a birthday party and all of the other things. So it's not a huge investment whatsoever in the sense of you're having all this done. And the majority of the women have told me they've spent a lot more money on a personal shopping trip to Nordstrom's to try to figure this out themselves of stuff they haven't even worn and the time investment. So what ends up happening is you work, we do this for five weeks. You figure out what's working in your closet. You have all of the intention of what you're doing. You know how to fill in the gaps and how to fill them in. And this gets to not be a thing anymore. Because mm -hmm. as an attorney, you always are thinking about a billable hour. It's probably less than two billable hours to figure this out. And you get to move on. So it's, you know, it's a lot less, especially when you're thinking about the money and the time that you probably have wasted already trying to figure this out on your own. Totally. Oh, think of all the shopping sprees we've all done and dropped a few thousand dollars. And then we're like, hmm, actually, I'm not wearing any of this. And as you're giving clothes away with tags on them, you know. Zapathon is back. If you're new around here, the Zapathon is the OG automation workshop. At this next exclusive guild event, we're partnering up with Maximum Lawyer's good friend, Kelsey Bratcher, to bring you a day and a half automation workshop. The idea of automation is simple, right? Identify a repeatable pattern of tasks and then use technology so that business process can happen without you. But setting up that technology can be daunting, time-consuming, and even have a steep learning curve. Join us in person and you'll create automations on site that will start working for you before you even leave Austin. Join the guild today and grab your ticket at maxlawevents.com. I can imagine that you have some real nuggets of advice, like when people are shopping. You know, some people say like, if it's not a hell yes, do not get it. Or, I mean, do you have any kind of just, you know, little hacks you have when people are shopping about how to determine if it's something that should be in your wardrobe? 
Absolutely. So I always tell clients, and this is the the method that I teach them throughout. I literally teach you how to shop because none of us were taught, you know, <laughs> I even literally my family owned a store and I didn't even know how to shop well because it was like, oh, sense. Oh, let's buy this. Um, a brown Calvin Klein shirt. This is something that's really going to go really well in my wardrobe, but I bought it because it was Calvin Klein. So what I tell my clients to do is I want you to edit your closet with an intention of shopping. So if there's something that you wear a ton and it really needs to be replaced, that's probably something that you should buy. If you're going through your closet and you keep realizing that you're missing one item, and a lot of times the reason why we don't wear stuff is we're probably missing the parts of the outfit. Right. But if it's something that comes up three times, not once, you know, we don't want one hit wonders. Three times you're like, I need this belt or I need this thing. Then it's time to look for it. I relate shopping to like grocery store shopping. You all, we all can be good at grocery store shopping. We may not like it, but we go there. Okay. So we have a recipe. We have the list of ingredients. We know where to go find them. And then we get to feel successful because we got to put the lines through or the checks. And then we could go home and we could make the food. Same thing with clothing shopping. You go to the store with the list of things that you need and you don't really go off the list. Unless it's something that you're like, okay, I didn't think I needed this, but it's going to make three other outfits. It's I'm obsessed with it. Like you could, can, you know, make a case for it to yourself that it's going to be something that you're going, that it's worth the investment. So it really has to check a lot of boxes before it gets there. And then you have to know what you're going to do with it when it gets home. Like right. you're not just buying curry powder just to have it in the spice straw. You're probably making an Indian chicken dish is why you're buying the curry powder. So it's like, don't be buying those one off things. And if you find yourself saying, I'm going to, what am I going to wear this with? Oh, I'll wear it with black pants. That is not an outfit. Like black pants, they say, are the biggest crutch. Oh, wear black know. pants, it's fine. No, you won't wear that thing ever. So if your reason of why I will wear it, it's black pants, not coming in my closet. So it's really about that intentionality, knowing what you're doing. And then what I love creating for my clients is actually telling them what to go shopping for and knowing because why we hate shopping so much is because we feel like we're unsuccessful at it. We don't like doing things that we're not good at. But what I teach you how to do is these are the colors to look for. These are the shapes to look for. So when you go in the dressing room, the stuff is more than likely going to fit you as opposed to bringing a bunch of stuff that is meant for someone that is not your body type, not your frame, not your coloring. I would never look because as unfortunately as smart women, we make it be about us. And if there's something wrong with us when something doesn't fit, when you're actually trying on cozies, you never would fit you ever in your life. So it's really about knowing how to be good at it and knowing what things to focus on so you can actually be successful in shopping. Gosh, I love that. I'm definitely, I think one of those one-off wonders, you know, I will find like a statement piece, you know, like a mustard yellow silk jacket that I'm like, oh my gosh, I must have this. And then I have to like build an outfit around Mm -hmm. it, you know, because I'll find something. And I'm definitely, I'm an Eileen Fisher. I love the, their consignment stores though. Mm -hmm. You can go and find the greatest things 
in an Eileen Fisher consignment and they don't have them everywhere. I don't think, but I mean, we There's have a factory store, I think in New York, there's one because yeah. their office is by where, when I worked in Soho, their, their office was right there. Yeah. They have one here in Seattle and it's lovely. And they had one in Northampton, Massachusetts. And I had a daughter who went to Smith. So I'd visit her and be like, okay, we're going. And, but I mean, I love, I'm one of these people that loves materials. Like I dress for fabric, you know, like if I know I'm going to have a rough day, I'm, this is probably way too much information. I will dress in the coziest fabric. Like I'll be in, you know, cashmere or whatever, or something that'll bring me comfort in a difficult moment. And I find clothes to be, I mean, they're very important to me in this very visceral kind of way. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's knowing that it's and it's being able to control it. Like, let's face it. We all like to be in control. Right. We all want to know the messages our clothing is sending. We all want to know what someone's thinking about us. But for some reason, we're just going to wing getting dressed. You're just going to wing it and hope that it goes right. No, when you have the intentionality and you know what the message is, right? Oh, it's a hard day. I want to feel this way. It's the right. same thing. Like, you know what? I need to kind of be a boss today and put someone in their place. <laughs> Cozy clothes, strong arming clothes today. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but oh being able to comfortably like switch. Right. And have it all be authentic to you. Right. Now, when you're doing a group class, how many people are in a group? And I mean, are the people actually interacting with each other where you'll have interaction with the other? Yeah, so they have interaction the way that um, it's worked. I started this in the pandemic. It's kind of the result of it. It was one of the things like before I was like, I love this community. I want them to be together. And the pandemic was the perfect place to start to start it. But it's ongoing. So people are at different points, but it's like the tortoise in the hair. Like I have the clients that I'm prepared. I'm like, well, you haven't done any of the work. You've just studied like go, go, go do something with everything that you've learned, please. Or the person that's like, I have trial, I have this. And I was like, okay, cool. Like let's make this so it works for you. So they have all of the modules, all of the information. Then there's a weekly call where they go and do their implementation. So everyone tells me, I don't have time to do this. Like that, that's like the number one thing. Like I don't, when, when is this time? I'm like you get dressed every day, don't you? Right. So what I do is I give you a really easy lesson and all you need to do is go do it every single time you're getting dressed. So it actually takes you a lot less time to get trust because you know what you're doing as opposed to living by trial and error. And then they're in this amazing community of like-minded women. And what actually ends up happening is because we are our own worst enemies is that when we're able to step in and maybe coach someone else or make a suggestion, you're actually, it's probably something that you're needing for yourself. Or it's something that you're like, oh, I have a shirt just like that. I've never thought of wearing it that way. So it's so much easier, especially as some perfectionists, to be able to see step outside of ourselves. It's the same thing with our style. Like so many women will say, oh, that looks great on you, but never on me. But you will then go to bat for someone else and be like, well, that's perfect for you. You need to wear it. And they're like, oh, I really should try those pants on you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But I think that's really true. Now, do you also address things like jewelry or accessories or things like that as well? 
So I born and raised, my family owns an accessory store. I spent 10 years in the jewelry industry. That's how, all my corporate training is in selling fine jewelry. So we 1 million percent talk about accessories. We even talk about, because I've done this, I think that I've done this for like about three years, over like 300 attorneys have gone through this. Like it's like down to a science what these women are going to say, how they're going to start, how they're going to finish and what their deliverables are going to be. But I've even gotten to the point is there's a training of what type of pant to wear with which shoe. Because I like when someone's like, I can tell what the hang up is. I'm like, well, why isn't I'm, I'm obviously a trained coach. Like I'm a trained neuro coach besides just coach. Um, When someone is having like rubbing up against something, I'm like, well, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then I will go and be like, okay, so you're not trying a new pant because you don't know what shoe to do it. Okay. So these are the type of pants to do with these shoes. Okay. You can't figure out what your jewelry style is like here, do this little exercise. You'll figure it out. And as smart women, you need to figure it out for yourself. Oh yeah. Otherwise you ain't doing it. I had a, I was chatting with someone who just signed. So I also have a six month mastermind. So I just was chatting with someone who just became, went back into, she was working for a larger firm. She went back into private practice, all private identity shift going into private practice. And she shared with me, I'm too much of a controlling person to just trust someone to tell me what to wear. So what are we going to do about this? So what I love showing women is like, what the rules are, why it means something to them. So it's not you just me saying this is what to do. It feels so much deeper and so much part of you. So when you could self-identify and when you be like, oh, this is why it's not working, it actually is a transformation as opposed to just learning more information. And you actually get to show up with so much more confidence because it's not like this crazy girl from New York just told me to go wear this. So I'm wearing it. It's like, no, I'm wearing these two colors together because one's softer and I want to be friendly and approachable, but I also want to be taken seriously. So I'm wearing a darker color. So it's meaningful. Like, it's not just like she told me to. It's like, no, this is part of me and this is intentional. Yeah, so much intentionality when you, and I mean, such a basic thing, getting dressed every single day to think that we don't use intentionality. Mm -hmm. That's pretty profound Mm -hmm. because, I mean, like it or not, people are, lots of judgments get made very quickly based on how people show up. And if you want to put the effort in or didn't put the effort in, if you want to be there, didn't put the, want to be there. And I think one of the biggest challenges now that things have gotten more casual, it's people will say to me constantly, I feel like I'm a little too casual. Like I'm at an age, I'm not in my twenties any longer. Like, can I be wearing jeans? Like how, like, I don't want to be the, the casual person. Like I need to be taken seriously, but how do I, you know, not be the stuffy person that seems like I'm a little too, you know, the B word. So how do we like, it's a fine line that you have to walk. So it's like, if you think about it with an intention, you know how to walk on that tightrope as opposed to being like, well, I'm just going to try something and figure it out. So, and it's just think about every single thing that you are taught is being intentional. It's like, okay, you want to grow a book of business? You know how to do it, right? Like, it's like, okay, you need to bring in this many clients in a year. How do you do it? What's the action you need to do each quarter? What's the action you need to do each month? What's the action you need to do each day, week? What's the action you need to do each day? Same thing with the wardrobe. Right. Make it easy. It's not like... <laughs> right. 
And do you you do go over things like colors and all that? Because I would think, I mean, you know, in my day, million years ago, we did the little color wheel where we became like summer or spring. Or winter. Okay. <laughs> so we do that where we do a color analysis. And then what I do, because a lot of women, interestingly enough, it's coming back. It's not just color me confident of the 80s. I've been hearing that like girls in high school are doing it. Someone actually just wrote me, can you stop? I'm like, no, because when someone gets a color analysis, it's more information. You don't know what to do with it. So especially you're like, okay, great. These 30 colors are good. I mean, now what? So what I do is I break it down even more of, okay, let's figure out what's going on in your closet, what's going on in your personal branding. And then what things that feel like a smidge out of your comfort zone. So you have like two next steps. So it's not like, oh, it's great. Thanks for telling me that all these colors look good on me. I'm going to go back and wear (laughs) too many options. It's really what to do with it. Like there's so much information on the internet. Like if you go and Google, how do I get dressed? How do I create an outfit? They're going to give you everyone else's solutions. You need your own solution. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such an individual thing. I mean, well, I also see this as such an opportunity to also build your a positive network with these other women mm-hmm. who are doing this class. I mean, that in of itself is sort of interesting, you know, because I think it's, we find ourselves in a lot of the same situations, you know, but it's not always easy to build that network. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting is that, so one of the things that a lot of my clients will say to me is that one of the things that they struggle with maybe is that there's not another female in their office that they can model themselves off. You know, there's not someone that's three years ahead that they could even look around or the people that are, they don't want to be like, they're like, "Mm, oh, thank you. So there's that sense of camaraderie of I'm not alone and other people are actually struggling with it. But then also some networking opportunities. A lot of the women that are in the program are licensed in certain states and they'll refer each other business or say like, hey, do you know of someone? So it's become a great community. But then also like a lot of these women, they have much bigger aspirations. So some of them are wanting to talk, wanting to write a book, wanting to do all these other things. So they're also being in a community with each other that are pushing each other forward and saying, you can do that. Like they're doing videos on LinkedIn or things like that, that are showing their visibility and showing their expertise, because all of these women, one of the the biggest threads with all of them is they want to have a legacy and leave a greater impact. So they're wanting to change what's going on in the conversation within the law. So it's easier for the women that are coming after them that they don't have to live in the shoulds. So whether it's pay equality, whether it is, you know, not needing to wear the, the suit, whether it is, you know, having more time off for when you're a mom, whatever, like these are these things that keep these women up at night. So the fact that they can go and really advocate for other people besides themselves, a lot of them are just like, I need to do this because I need to show up for more than me and show other people what's possible when I start stepping into uh, my confidence. Well, and I see that as well in our roles as moms. I don't know about you, but I mean, I know you have a son and I had daughters. I mean, it's a really powerful thing to try to teach your daughter too, like how to step into their confidence. And I loved you talking about not ever being taught how to shop and how to do that. And I mean, that's a really powerful thing that people can take from this course and really carry over 
Mm-hmm. And help bring this awareness and intentionality into their own families. Yeah. And that's, it's interesting. I have, I've, I've worked with a number of my clients' children, whether it's they're going to law school or they're doing right. an internship or, or something like that, or they're just noticing there's some things going on with their daughter, especially a lot of my clients' daughters play sports. So there's this little bit of like, can you just teach her the right way? And also they, sometimes they're like, I just need it to not be me. Like, totally. Yeah. Sort I mean, of. Yeah. Because a lot of how we shape ourselves, and this is one of the reasons why I became a trained neuro coach, is because the way that we're showing up, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with our eight-year-old selves. So for me, while my family owned a store, like we did every single, like TJ Maxx and Lomans and Marshalls and all of those things with how we shopped, everything was that. Grew up, you know, in a situation where not everyone had the best body image issues. So where you would invest in yourself or in your certain way to not invest in yourself with with an other. And, you know, you, you know, Jenny Craig, wait, like all of these things were my reality as uh, if it wasn't your mom, it was your aunt or your sister or right. someone like that. So it's the the idea of I'm going to embrace my body as it is at this very moment and learn to dress well here, because yep. this is another thing I hear so much from women is I will do this when I lose 10 pounds. I'll do this when it was 20 pounds. I'll do this when, when, when. And here's the thing. There's no light switch that when you do lose the weight, all of a sudden you're going to get confident. No, it needs nope. to be part of it. It needs to be part of how you're showing up to show your children that you get to be confident no matter what your shape and size is. And you have and you yes. get to show up and you deserve to take up space and you deserve to be heard. So it's really about using it with intention and stop waiting because oh, yeah. there's always going to be a reason to wait. Well, and I mean, life is short. I mean, you know, I know we all have those scenarios. I mean, I lost a, a person really important to me last year, my bookkeeper who was young, you know, in her late Mm thirties. And it really struck me just how short life is and just random, you know, and I mean, she was killed in a plane crash, like completely random. And you think about all the times, just like you said, where people are like, well, I'll do that later. I'll do that when my kids graduate. I'll do that when I've lost the weight or when I get this job or when I've earned this. I land the client. Right. (laughs) And I mean, why not do it right now, today? You know, like, why not feel good right now, today? And it is going to help you land that client and do, I think you're going to lose the weight better too. You know how many you- clients I've, like, I'm not saying, I'm no way a weight loss coach. I have friends that are weight loss coaches, but I have had clients that are like, I just scale and I lost 10 pounds because guess what? You get to focus on something else as opposed to punishing yourself. Completely, <laughs> completely. Well, and I just think when you feel good about yourself, the feelings you're having, you're not doing all that emotional eating too in the same way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh yeah, I think it's very tied. Well, I just, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on today and talking to us about all this because I find the work you do to be so powerful in helping people. And I think a lot of people don't think about their wardrobe. You know, it's almost like, we're just putting on think our- about it when it's time to panic, like at the, yeah. unfortunately, when it's a little too late, too late. Yeah. When you have to go to like a wedding or something and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I wearing? Uh-huh. And then you panic shop and you buy the same thing that you already own. Totally. You buy something that you really don't like because the salesperson convinced you that it was the thing that would make everything better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Well, tell me, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you? What's the best way for them to contact you? And I'll make sure that gets in our show notes, but I want to make sure you let people know how they can find you. Absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn. I am on all of the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, but there is actually a thing that will be linked in the show notes, which is just five easy steps to really get focused on what your wardrobe is because it just, you know, it's not all that information. So just like five things that you could be thinking about to simplify getting dressed and really start taking the control And if anyone wants to learn more about that group program, it is way less than you will probably have wasted on your wardrobe or any of the things. (laughs) So it is a really, really great investment. So if anyone wants any information, I'm happy to share about it. And it is like the most amazing community, I have to say, of these women as well. So that's actually my favorite part of it. It's just bringing these like powerhouses together. I'm convinced one day these women are going to take over the world. And they'll be looking fine doing Uh so. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much, Melanie. I really appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.